hello and welcome to the Nittany Gritty. Shout out to the good folks at Beyond the Big Ten. I am John Sauber of the Center Daily Times. He is Penn State men's basketball legend Tim Frazier. Tim, how you doing? It's been a minute. Man, it's been a while, John. How are you? I'm good, man. It's uh, It's been a long while. There's been a lot going on with Penn State basketball, too. This is... Uh, it's a little weird, right? This is year five for me covering the program now, so I feel like the seasoned vet at this point, like I've been doing this forever. Uh, and this is, I think, the fourth head coach that I'm covering now, right? It started out as Pat Chambers, uh, then they had an interim head coach, then it's Micah Shrewsbury, and now here we are. We're at the Mike Rhodes era already. Yeah, you feeling like a vet, man. I'm feeling like I've been, I've literally been out of school, out of college for 10 years now. I'm like, where did the years go? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm feeling like, like an old years, head. I was gonna say ten years is. Uh, listen, you've made it for yourself, though, right? All that NBA yeah. money, all of that, uh, all yeah. that overseas. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's worked out. Yeah, I was gonna say it's worked out a little bit better than me, who is still sitting here <laughs> in Pleasant Gap. Uh, but no, it is, it is, uh, it is different around here, right? Like it's, it's a new era. We went from kind of the beautiful game stuff with Micah Shrewsbury, all of the mm-hmm. the motion offense and everything, and now you get this. Uh, this offense that is it, – it, the goal is, I think, to be similar, but defensively it's like – it's some stuff, honestly, that I think you'd excel in, right? Like – or you would have excelled in when you were here. All of that ball pressure, uh, generating turnovers, everything like that. Does it – like – is it kind of like a, they're after your heart doing this, right? Going to this kind of defense where you're up in the other guy's jersey a little bit? It, it, it's, it's funny because you've seen this, you know, from the VCU and just – like the full court pressure and everything from I think what was it want to say was it Shaka Smart? Was yeah, it, was it was when Shaka yeah. was so there. Mike was, was one Shaka of was there. there. Right, exactly. So you seen that, and even when we when I was in college playing, like you you noticed that he's like, damn, these dudes picking up full full court the whole game, and that's got to be tiring. I, I like in my mind, I'm thinking like they must just run suicides all day just to stay in shape. You know what I mean? Especially like during 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 outside of class they just out there just running just to stay in shape so to see it now at first hand with the Penn State basketball and how coach Rose is implementing that like honestly I'm I'm excited to see see how to translate like I know it translated there um but can it translate in the Big Ten and you know I think it can because I think it's something new that you know the Big Ten teams aren't accustomed to or are sure about just like last year with Micah with the hey we're gonna shoot more threes and twos than you guys yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point, right? Like that's and that's probably the best place to start with all this too, right? Is it's it's a new style that the Big Ten's not used to, and how quickly can it work, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is a conference that plays how it plays. You know what I mean? Like there's yep. not many places where you're still getting two bigs on the court, but there are plenty in the Big Ten that'll still try to do it. That'll try and beat you up with physicality. Uh, we know all about the officiating. You especially know all about yep. the officiating. Uh, like it is, it's different. Like you just get away mm-hmm. with more contact. It's physical. And now you're bringing in this style of play where it's like, okay, we're going to go be physical. We're going to go get in their jerseys. We're going to make yeah. it difficult. We're going to cut off passing lanes. And like you said, like it's it's just different. It's not something that these teams have seen before. And that's what makes me think it can work because, right. I mean, you can speak to this. Like what's it kind of like to prepare for something that maybe you only see once a year, right? Like in, in football, I compare it to like when, when like Navy runs out there with a triple option or something, oh, yeah. you know, and you got like 12 or 11 big dudes out there and you can't defend them. What's that like prepping for that in the, the lead up to one of those games? Um, honestly, I think in, in colleges, you know, it's, it's going to be different because – you know, you're playing two games a week. Like you said, you can be going playing from Wisconsin very slow 
you know, place, you know, at least when I was playing, that they were very slow paced. And then from there, Still are. you jump from Wisconsin and jump to Penn State, where, <laughs> hey, we're going to pick you up full court, pressure you, punch you in the turnovers, make you shoot the ball fast. Like, so I think it's going to be like, that's why I think this will work for uh, in a lot of certain, in some, some circumstances and get some wins that guys don't think that, you know, Penn State will get because of that whole situation of about, about being able to change what the teams are used to. Like, because that's something you have to prepare for. You have to prepare for. I remember um, when I was playing and you have to prepare for how Michigan State, how that point guards, they would catch the ball as fast as they can and they would cross the court. You know, that was something that Izzo always had. So it was always like, hey, when we shoot, we got to get all the way back as fast as we can. So now we're looking at this now because uh, Mike Mike Rose has, Coach Rose has those guys. As soon as the shot goes up, pick your man up full court. Even before you even get back, it doesn't matter, all five. So it literally, the pressure is on for them to get the rebound, turn around and figure out what it, uh, where I'm going to go with the ball. So they're going to sneak up. They're going to win some games for sure. The games that I don't think they're going to win, I think it's going to be going to be based on schedule and preparation. But it is hard to be able to say, hey, teaching college guys, some guys that are, you know, freshmen, sophomores, to say, hey, we're going to go from this style of play and jump into some, you know, the fast pace where everything has to be like this on point. You got to be thinking like this. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like with those conference games, it makes me think they're going to pick up some games, like you said, that, that they shouldn't mm-hmm. or that you think they shouldn't. But non-conference, like when these these teams aren't as good, right? Like we've seen so far that they they beat Delaware State, they beat uh, Lehigh. It's one of those things where if you don't have enough ball handling, they're just going to suffocate these teams, right? Yeah. Like they just don't have a chance because the ball pressure is something they're not used to. The athleticism is something they're not used to. And you combine those things, they kind of don't have a chance, right? Like it's it's like they're yeah. kind of hopeless. Uh, now. Early on, it wasn't necessarily perfect, right? For for Penn State, it's one of those things that that Delaware State game. It was funny. I think they had forced seventeen turnovers in the first half, and that was the that was more than they had at any point last year in a full game. They'd also turned it over fourteen times in the first yeah. half, and that was more than they had last year at any time in any game. And it's one of those things like. Like, that's full game numbers compared to the first half of the Mike Rhodes era, and I think that's kind of it, though, right? This is just going to yeah. be different, uh, and I think it's going to be a lot to get used to, and it's going to be one of those adjustments where, like you said, yeah. you, you know, light it up from deep, and now it's now it's all about that defense. And for sure, like, the faster you play, and you know, man, I, hate, I you don't want turnovers, but turnovers are going to come. The faster you play, especially with guys, they're going to be going 100 miles an hour as long as – and I think it's going to benefit, especially with these younger – these younger – I mean, these earlier games – uh, like they aren't as blowouts as we would expect them to be. But I, I look at this team and I look at Coach Rhodes and his system as like a boxer, and, you know, so a boxer that's going to be in the best shape. That's when the, they win the best rounds, those championship rounds, those those are the rounds. where. So when it comes to that last 10 minutes uh, of the second half or, you know what I mean, or to be able to win those games, that's where they're going to pull away the most because they're going to be in the best shape. And can these teams still put the pressure on the opposing team, still put the pressure, still be in shape to be able to do that for a whole 40 minutes? Well, that's the thing. Like you mentioned, like, are they just running suicides when they're not in class, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. other teams just aren't going to be able to get ready for that that quick. It's just like the conditioning of just being able to run like that is it's kind of impossible. And that's why, you know, we saw Delaware State. It happened like that. Lehigh was a little slow for Penn State. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but it ended up happening like that, that they just couldn't handle it that long. Uh, but you're right. You know, it's, it's a boxer that's going to win those late rounds, right? They're, they yep. may, you know, just feel you out for the first six rounds, but those last six are going to be theirs, you know, 10 times mm-hmm. out of 10. Uh, but it is going to be, it's, it's just, it's not just different from that though. It's like, this is a whole new team. 
right? We went from yeah. seeing, uh, you know, the Andrew Funks, the Jalen Pickett's, the Seth Lundy's, Miles Dreads, and those guys. Miles Dredd's still around, by the way, uh, doing yeah. uh, doing some color commentary on the broadcast. It was nice to see Miles doing that awesome, those first man. two games. Uh, but yeah, like this is this is ten new guys this year. Only three guys coming back. You know, Kanye, Clary, Jamil Brown, Demetrius Lilly. But this is you know, there's a mix of VCU guys. There's a mix of random transfers from from other places. There's a mix of uh, there's Braji Gudmundsson who's from Iceland coming over mm-hmm. right as a as a freshman. So they mm-hmm. went they went everywhere to find these guys to build this. Props to you out. for 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 that name for that. Listen, that's that's that part correct. of the job, right? That's the gig. Like I got to yeah. know how to say it, and I'm not going to admit how long I spent trying to figure out how to say it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> there was some time I put the reps in to to get that one down. Uh, but this is like this is a whole new team, and so you're not just bringing a new system in you're bringing a new system in for a whole new set of guys yeah. and so it's like when you have all of that pressure early and all of that you, you mentioned like you're gonna have more turnovers when you're up tempo you can have even more when these guys haven't played together yet Correct. so like these first you know those first two games we'll probably see it over the next four or two where it's like yeah like you can see what it's supposed to look like but it's just not there yet and like I'm curious, how long do you think it's going to take to get into this rhythm where they're in the system and they know the system, right? Like, did you ever have to make that adjustment when you were playing? Um, I, Yeah, I think when Pat came, um, you know, after the, the Chellis era, when Pat came, and then we kind of just, you know, those five, those six seniors left. So it was kind of like everybody was new. So the young guys had to step up, be able to play. Myself had to change. Um, But I think I think where it counts, right, you know, obviously non-conference is, is huge. But you and you don't want to take any knockdowns in a non-conference. But, you know, what it matters the most is the Big Ten and is the tournament play. You know what I'm saying? Big Ten and, and then get to the Big Ten tournament. So, you know, I give the guys until, you know, once Big Ten comes around and then you have those first couple of games, too, because those are that's a, a different level of basketball. It's obviously the top conference in the league. I mean, in the, in the nation every year, one one or two. So, but I, you know, I, I treat the non-conference games as as exhibitions, not even though they count. But you know, at the end of the day, it's to prepare you for Illinois, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan. You know, prepare you for the you know the the, the real test where where it really counts. Well, that's the thing too. Like this is they got four that they can kind of figure it out right. Those first two that they played, they're gonna have St. Francis and Moorhead State, but then they're going down. They're playing Texas A and M who they beat in the mm-hmm. tournament last year, yeah. uh, who's number 13 in the country right now. Like that's your fifth game of the year on a new era. That is yeah. not easy. And so I'll be curious to see, you know, when, when, when they get to that point in time, like, all right, you had, you had four games. Like, are you ready for yeah. it? Like, are you ready to put it all in? Cause, cause we but, mentioned but, but, some of the, the new guys, like, yeah, they have two guys from VCU too, that help blend that culture too. So it's like, right. it's this thing where it's, it's, it's a blending it all together at the exact same time. And even the A and M game, I give it a, like you said, fifteen in the country, man. I think I think they got one of the top guards in the country over there too. And you have, you know, you're playing with house money. You know, obviously new era, new era, new coach, new players. Like this year is really just playing with house money. I hate to just say that, but at the end of the day, like you want the team to play, be the best they can, and obviously shoot for the stars is what they want to, you know, in the wins. And I believe they can do that because this style of play is just different and you know it's going to take these teams to adjust to that it's going to be tough for them to do that so you go down to a&m and you be able to focus on that and just just shoot for the stars you know you're playing like you, you had these first four games but at the end of the day that doesn't decide your season because that is a good team and all you got to do is stick around and like i said I, I believe like the model for every game especially going into big games is hey just keep it close to the fourth to the end you know and then take away and like we're going to be the best shaped team Play the hardest, pick you up full court, no matter what. So, I think I think that A and M 
test is going to be a good one too to figure out. I mean, you said it like this is kind of a year where you're learning about the team, right? You're not you're not expecting it to be as good as last year's, but it's a good test to figure out how close it was because you mentioned A and M. Wade Taylor is still really good as their lead guard, right? Like they they're still got a bunch of good players down there, still running that same system with Buzz Williams, like. They've got a chance to be one of the five to ten best teams in the country this year, and now you get to kind of find out how you match up with yourself from last year if you're Penn State, right? Yeah. Like this is this is the perfect test to figure out how far you've come and and how far you can get into it that quick. Yeah, but even John, can we really compare the teams from last year to this year? Like, I mean, you kind of have to. I think that's. Right? Like I know you have to, but it's just tough, man. I, like I just in this type no, of situation, for sure. it's it's yeah, it, that's tough to say because you know it's literally black and white, you know what I mean? Yep. Up and down as far as the teams and the coach and players. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? You Last year's team was built with a bunch of seniors and fifth-year guys, and you know what I mean? Coach had been there for three years. Now we're talking about new guys, a couple of young guys as well. So I think it's hard to compare them, but at the end of the day, that's the only thing you can't go by is last year. Hey, right. they made it to the NCAA tournament. So that's the goal, you know what I mean? It's to make it now, get, to the, get past the second round, which I think can be done. I don't know if it's done this year, but I think it can be done. Well, and that's the thing too, like with, and we've talked about this extensively, right? We talked about a bunch last year with the transfer portal. Yeah. When you're a new coach, those expectations, like it gets hot quick, right? Like yeah, it's not the transfer. You know, for it's, sure. Yeah. It's not like you get three or four years anymore to, to hit your goals. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, year one, like you kind of expect it, but like by year two, you kind of got to be humming because at that point you got, you got how many guys that you brought in from the portal. It's not just about freshmen yeah. and everything. Uh, you know, and, and we mentioned the guys from VCU, like Ace Baldwin was the Atlantic 10 player of the year yeah, last yeah. year. He's the Atlantic 10 defensive player of the year. Uh, that's not a guy that's coming in expecting to lose, right? Like he, right, he right. wants to win. He, he won last year at VCU. He's won most of his career at VCU. Uh, but he is, he is a menace, man. Like there is, uh, there are not a ton of guards that you can compare to him, right? That, that you see that often because he's, he's like small right like he's mm-hmm. he, like i say small uh, relatively like he's like an inch shorter than me he's not that small yeah, yeah. but like he is he's a menace though he's the ultimate like getting your jersey get steals kind of guy like force the game that way mm-hmm. uh and now he's got to be the leader too like this is this is a whole new team and you're asking him to come in right away because he's only got this year and next year left like this isn't the usual like bringing the freshman whatever all that stuff this is this guy has this year and next year to figure it out. And, you know, I'm, I'm betting he's not he's not wanting to miss the NCAA tournament both those years, and that's what makes it tough now, right? Like, yeah. those expectations go up quick. Yeah, of course not. And, you know, you want to do – that's everybody's goal. Every player is to make the NCAA tournament, especially now we talk about AC only has two years. He's coming from winning, you know, so all he knows is, you know, I mean, from his mind is like, hey, we win. Because, you know, I was, able to te- I was able to talk to him in a Big Ten media day, and all they talk about is, yeah, man, all we do is win. I was all – we coming over here to shake things up and win. And, you know, that's what you want from a player, you know, to not come in and say, hey, I'm going from I'm coming to the Big Ten. I got these these big names. None of that stuff really matters. He's coming in. He's he's fighting just like he thinks that just like he did last year. He believes that this team is going to win. Is And they, they all do. And, you know, Coach Rose, they did a good job of hitting the portal. They were able to bring guys in. He brought the guys from VCO. He was, all, he was able to get Puff Johnson from North Carolina as well. Like, um, you know, some and some others, and, you know, so he's with the portal, he's able to just, you know, he's hitting singles, you know, what I mean, he's yeah, a couple of doubles right now. So, like, he's already started to, you know, create what what he wants here at Penn State and what he expects to is going to help him win. When you mentioned Puff and like he hasn't made his season debut yet, he's still working yeah. back through an injury, but like 
he's one of those guys like him and ace you mentioned like hitting doubles it's like there's upside for those guys to beat home runs like depending if yeah. it all if it all breaks right uh mm-hmm. another guy from north carolina though demarco dunn uh, a guy that was a high-end four-star guy you know what i mean all the mm-hmm. athleticism in the world they keep talking about like empowering him with a ball in his hands and trying to get him going in that sense and uh, giving him the role uh, that he didn't have at North Carolina to get him going. So, like, there's talent, right? Like, there's real talent yeah. here. This is not, uh, you know, a Penn State team that's, like, a bunch of guys that it's, you know, the the first year, like, where you're, you're like, you're kind of worried about how this is going to come together because you don't know if they can yeah. even play at the level. It's more about, okay, you know everyone can play at the level. It's like, but can they do it together and can they do it in this system? Uh, but if you had to pick, like, one thing, heading into this year that's going to dictate everything for this team and this program like what would it be and like what does that kind of look like to you um i think it's something that's already kind of started you mentioned about puff being out i think it's health and i think that's something that dictates everybody sees you know what i mean right. you, you you pray that there's no injuries and that everybody's full go and then now you're able to grow together you know what i mean because at the end of the day when guys are guys are out you have to bring new guys in and then, you know, it waits for them to, you know what I mean, get accustomed. Now we got to work this guy in, work this guy in. And so the biggest thing is for everybody to try to be as healthy as they can be. And then they're able to build those blocks together each game, use these these non-conference games together, be able to play together, see how Ace is able to play with Puff and how, you know, you know what I mean, Kanye Clary as well, all those guys. And they're all playing together. So you're able to find your rotations like, hey, this is my ro- you want to find, you know, as a coach, you know, I'm not a coach, but I would believe so that you want to find your rotation as early as possible. Obviously, some things are going to happen. No things are going to change. Guys are going to come out and get in slumps and you might make a change or certain situations in games when you play Purdue, when you play Big Fella, you might have to do something a little different. But you want to be able to find your 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 rotation as soon as possible and have guys settle in and know exactly what, hey, this is the amount of minutes I'm going to play. This is where I'm going to play. This is what the team needs. And so I think health is my biggest thing that I think to be able to help this season be able to um, move as smoothly as possible. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, specifically with, with Puff's health, right, like not knowing, you know, they still don't know when he's going to make that debut. He's still ramping up and everything. But even like to go off that, like it's the health to make sure you mentioned like him and Ace, how they play together and everything. Mm-hmm. It To me, it's, it's a lot of how those two guys, especially like Puff and Ace and to some extent, DeMarco Dunn kind of play together with Jameel Brown and Kanye Clary, right? Because those are the mm-hmm. two guards that came back from last year, right? Like those are the right. two guys, uh, along with Demetrius Lilly, who's a big man, who's a backup behind Kudus Wahab right now. But like those two guys at the top are like, okay, Jameel and Kanye, like this is the year that they get to maybe take the step forward after not having a huge role last year. And we saw it in the first game, like Jameel Brown was lighting it up from deep. Uh, he was yeah, hitting man. seemingly everything. Like he was, uh, he looked great. Like Kanye has been, I think the leading mm-hmm. scorer both games so far. Uh, and and looks like he, yeah. yeah. And he's getting to the rim at will. And, and, you know, you talk about like kind of undersized guards, like ACE is the perfect guy for him to learn off of. Right. Because mm-hmm. he's, they're both that kind of quick, that kind of fast, uh, trying to get to the rim, trying to create for others by getting the defense to collapse down around him. Uh, and then it's just about like getting him to make those right plays, right? Like knowing when to kick it, knowing yeah. when like, Hey, like, I get it. Like you want to be aggressive and get to the rim, but sometimes you mentioned uh, Zach Eady at Purdue. Like sometimes that guy's mm-hmm. seven four, and sometimes yep. that ball's got to come out, right? Like, and so mm-hmm. it's it can be tough to learn that when you're when you're a young guy like that. So I think Ace is going to help him a ton with that. You know, it's gonna it's gonna help him and Jamil take that next step because at the end of the day, like you know, this is about culture too and building culture mm-hmm. for Mike Rhodes and it's it's Ace and uh, Nick Kern Jr. who are like the VCU guys who know his culture. 
but they yeah. also got to blend it with the Penn State culture that that yeah. uh, you know Jamil and Kanye know well. Right. Correct. Yeah, and it's 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 like I'm curious to see how that plays out specifically because I don't you you probably never dealt with this because the portal wasn't a thing when you were mm-hmm. playing, but like that's like a weird collision of those kind of cultures and like how how you bring in okay these guys did it a certain way under Micah Shrewsbury right for a year and this is exactly how yep. they played. But those two dudes did it a certain way under Mike Rhodes for years. And Mike Rhodes has been doing it that way for years. Mm-hmm. And so trying to bring that together, like how how do you blend guys that like don't know each other at all and have these like things that are so far away from each other, you know what I mean? How they played and everything. How do you bring that together in, in year one? Uh, it's tough, but I think that the best thing is that the guys have they all have the same goal. And the goal is to win. The goal is to make the Big Ten tournament. The goal, I mean, when the you know make the um, NCAA tournament, make noise in the Big Ten tournament, and to win as many games as possible. And I, you know, I heard it from you know the four guys that went to Big Ten Media Day. All they talk about was like, man, we want to make some noise. Like we're not here, we're not here just to be here. We're here to make some noise. So I think that that jail is already kind of already starting. And uh, you know, I would attribute that to Mike, you know, Coach Rhodes and how he's already pre- pre- you know, positioned himself. Because at the end of the day, those guys could have left from Penn State. So he had to have some type of talks with them to tell them, hey, this is what we got. This is the way I play. This style I'm bringing. Like, and I think you would fit perfectly with that. So I think that's how it's going to go as far as that. And, and at the end of the day, what, you make sac- you make sacrifices. And, you know, obviously the Micah, the Micah area was, you know, it did what it did. Took the team to the tournament. You know, it should have been twice. What You know I mean? Obviously, whatever happened. But from there is, um, you from there you go from there. You just push them together and just figure out like what's the best way to be able to enjoy join these guys together to be able to compete and get to the ultimate goal of making the tournament. Oh, and and two, it's like part of that, like making sure like Kanye and Jamil and all those other guys know that like, hey, Ace and, and Nick don't get like special treatment, right? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, making yeah. sure like that. And the funny thing is like game two. Ace doesn't start, and I asked Mike about it after the game, and he smiled and said it was a coach's decision. I asked mm-hmm. him to elaborate, and he said nope. And I was like, all right. Like so clearly, like whatever happened there, like there is a standard that all of these guys are held to. Ace, a yeah. ten player of the year, defensive player of the year, guy who knows Mike Rhodes better than anyone there. Even he is susceptible to those coaches' decisions, yeah. right? Whatever that may be, the reason he, that he didn't start that game. We asked Ace about it too, and Ace Ace chuckled when he, when we asked him about it. He ended up playing like thirty yeah. some minutes, and he was great in that game. But like, it's about making sure these guys know too. Like, hey, no one's like they're not playing favorites here. They're yeah. gonna play the best guys no matter what. Uh, you know, you got your shot to get it as much as any other guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna be interesting, right? Like because we we talked about the tournament and. It's it's different at Penn State where the expectation isn't the NCAA tournament every year I think and that's yeah. uh, it's it's been the case like that for a long time and the the so the goals are always different from the outside than the inside you're right all those guys they yeah. want to make the NCAA tournament this year period end of story nothing else to it mm-hmm. uh, but right now like what do you think this team can do and what what do you think they can get to in year one hmm. I think it's still too for me. It's too early to tell. You know, obviously, I want to. I want to say the NCAA tournament, but I think. I think it's going to be tough. But I like I mentioned earlier in the beginning. I think they're going to steal some games. I think it's just how good they can be when Big Ten tournament play comes around. I think the tournament, the the NCAA tournament, might be tough. I don't. I don't know. Like the strength of schedule as far as all that's going to play, and if they're going to win enough games. 
because the Big Ten is still loaded again, even more. But there have been guys that I think Michigan State has already dropped a game. Yep. All right. So, you know, I mean, they're going to be losses and, and, and teams are going to teams are going to lose. And, you know, obviously the Big Ten, they just beat up on each other the whole all, all season long. So. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be passive if, if I thought they would make the NIT. Like, I, I think that's a, I think that's an achievable goal is I think that's an NIT is an achievable goal. And, you know, what I mean, I think that should be the floor. You know, what I mean, obviously you want to go be higher than that, but I think right now if we're talking in the locker room, and you know, obviously we're talking side by side. Hey, NCAA Turner is where we want to be, but we got to make the NIT. You know, and that's basically saying, hey, we, we're one of the one of those two teams right outside the Big Ten tournament. I mean, the one outside the outside of the Big Ten that didn't make it. And that's what, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might be swinging for the fences with that. I, I, no, I just, I, think- I just think, I just think that this, this, this style of play is something that you know the Big Ten hasn't seen. And I, I just think, think that's that, the thing hey, we're going to find gonna, out. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's like, and I think you're right. I tend to because this is something I think about a lot, right? Covering the team, it's like trying to yeah. figure out what this team is, what it's going to look like, and I think it's going to be a matter of, I th- I think you're right. I think they're going to catch teams, but are they going to get caught too many times, right? Like, are they going to get mm-hmm. caught in those games where they turn the ball over too much and it doesn't go the other way? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, and, but I do and think that they can't. I'm sorry, cut you off, John. But and it, can they hit enough threes? Like as we speak last year to be able yeah. for like for for Penn State to win those games last year, they had to make those guys had to shoot phenomenal from three. So can this team make enough threes to hey when when they're not getting the turnovers and not getting the layups? Can the threes separate them to keep them in the game? I think that's going to be the biggest question. Can they make enough threes to be able to um, stay in the game when they're not turning the turning the teams over? Well, and that's a, that's the funny thing you mentioned that because you know Mike Rhodes got asked about it. I think it was after the the Lehigh game. Like, what what is this team right now that maybe you didn't expect? And he said like he thought they'd be shooting it better. And so I'll be mm-hmm. curious to see if that gets better because I do think they need that uh, to hit that goal. I think the NIT is a good goal though, right? Like I think it's yeah. it's at the point where when you can turn it over this quick, when you can get the roster rolling this quick, mm-hmm. you should be able to make the NIT at least fairly consistently. You know, it shouldn't yeah. be that that much of a stretch, especially like they put in new rules. I haven't read them all completely because it's a lot, uh, but like where basically power five schools like big 10 type schools they're going to be more big schools that get in than small schools like they don't have the Mm. the automatic small school bids anymore uh and so there there will be more chances yeah there will be more chances even for for Mm. penn state to get in so i think like i think you're looking at a ceiling of like probably like 10th in the big 10 which gets you on the bubble Mm. i think i Mm. think that gives you a chance to make the ncaa tournament but if you get to 10th you're in the nit if you get to to 11th you're probably in the nit and I think honestly, like I know I, I said, like the portal makes it easier and everything. The portal makes it uh, so you can turn it around quicker. It's just a lot to ask to do it in year one, right? Like it's yeah. so much to ask, especially when Mike Rhodes hasn't like for as you know long as he's been head coach, it's been at Rice, it's been at VCU, hasn't been in the Big Ten. So this is kind of new for him too. He's still learning a lot of this. So I think the a fair expectation is is making the NIT, and if they get around five hundred, I think that's that's fine. Right, like if you get to yeah. 500 this year, you're competitive in every game in the Big Ten. You're not getting your doors blown off. More importantly, though, you got to prove the style works. Right, you got to yeah. prove that you can play like this in the Big Ten. If that's the if that's not the case, then things change dramatically. But I do think that this is going to end up working. And I know I keep going back to it, but there's going to be a team, right? There's going to be a team at the top of the conference. Maybe you know not Purdue, but it's one of the other teams near the top that just aren't ready to get pressed that much. And suddenly you're going to lose a game that you didn't expect to lose. 
Yeah, if you look at it now, like you talk about, we, we mentioned Big Fella from Purdue, and Zach Eadie, you know what I mean? He's never been somebody picking him up full court. Can you imagine right. him pick, with that speed and that, you know, that size being able to see in that best of shape to be able to run up and down a court like that as much as possible? And, you know, and sometimes that works, that'll work in Penn State favor because it's like, hey, we can't keep him on the court because those guys just keep running. So we got to take him out as much as possible, even though, but at the end of the day, do we have somebody that can guard him on the other end? I think we got enough young guys to be able to bang him, you know, and, and give him a run for his money. Yeah, are we going to stop him completely? But we give him enough run for his money to, hey, man, we're going to tire you out as long as possible because you know what? You got to run it. You got to sprint back on the other end. And that's the thing. Like, you go get Kudus Wahab, who was at Maryland, who was at Georgetown. He's in year five. Like, he's a big dude himself. Mm-hmm. I think he had 18 rebounds the other night. Like, yep. he's going to be able to hang in there. It's like, but it's that thing where maybe you take him out a little bit too, go super small, and like you said, just make him run. Just run him. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think either way, though, this is going to be, like, one of the most interesting years, I think, in, in uh, recent Penn State basketball history, at least, mm-hmm. because you kind of – I think we kind of knew. You and I said it last year. We called it early, right? Like, we said that that team was going to make the NCAA tournament. It could even make some noise when, when they got there. And, you know, I've, I've told anyone who would listen, like, if they had gotten back past Texas, like, there was a legitimate chance that they made the Final Four. Like, that team yeah. was that good at that time. We see Pickett go early in the second round playing for the, the Denver Nuggets right now, mm-hmm. like – uh, you know, Seth Lundy goes in the second round too. Like you just don't see that that often, right? Like yeah. you are one of the like Penn the State. few like yeah, you're one of the few guys who've done it like for this long at the high level that you have, right? And now yeah. there's two of those guys from last year's team that are hoping to you know be able to match the kind of thing that you've you've done with your career. So it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like it's it's a lot because it's all of that happened last year and then it's all gone, right? Like everything yeah. left and like suddenly it's everything new. So. I do think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think you and I are going to be talking about it every two weeks, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun too. Uh, you can always find us, uh, of course, on Twitter as well. If you're looking to find Tim and I, Tim is TimPhrase23 on Twitter. I am at John Sauber. Tim is doing his thing, uh, recovering right now, but I'm sure going to be doing his thing again here soon on courts, as, as we all know. Uh, but you can find my stuff a little, little bit less exciting, but I like to think still good. Uh, writing about Penn State football and men's basketball at the Center Daily Times. Uh, we're going to be doing this all season, though, and we're, we're happy to be back and keep you in the loop. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day.